And now, and now, and now, item, 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 item with Tommy Lee. Item with Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee. Item. I'm Tommy Lee, and this is the Item Podcast. It's whatever's in my brain at any given time. And today, Stan Lee is dead. And that sucks. Stan the Man, Item 122. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. Well, yep, I woke up from my nap Monday afternoon to find out that we had lost Stan Lee at the age of 95. And Tuesday morning, after the show on 95.3 MNC, I made a phone call to Kelly Hine, a friend of mine who is the co-owner and operator of BuyMeToys.com on Grape Road here in Mishawaka, Indiana, uh, to get her thoughts that I could throw together for a news story. But I figured I would represent the entire phone conversation And throw it in as a podcast, because, well, you know, she's a kindred spirit when it comes to the comic books and knows far more about them than I do. And uh, she's actually met Stanley, unlike myself, so I thought it would be interesting to get her take. Stan the man, I know, what can you say? Uh, You lived a full freaking life. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's, uh, an amazing, amazing feat. Up until the day he died, he was still, you know... Working its magic with all of us. Now, you've had the opportunity to actually meet Stanley. What were your thoughts on him? He was so generous and so kind. Um, we actually, Casey and I actually, um, sat like a table away from him when we when he accepted a Lifetime Achievement Award at Baltimore Comic Con several years ago. Um, and just seeing him interact with the attendees, the guests, the moderators. It was almost, it almost became like a roasting of Stan Lee, and it was just so fun to watch him be himself um, and just be so personable to everybody and, and fun and loving. Um, and he was laughing and having a good time and joking with everybody and giving you know taking the roasting and giving it right back to people actually. So um, it was really fun to watch that. But it, we were there to to see him accept that lifetime achievement award, which is something that. As lifelong fans of the comic book world, comic book medium, we all know is, is you know, it's something he deserves. So. What do you think is Stan's uh, enduring legacy <coughs> for the uh, for the industry and for what uh, for what's coming next? Oh, the enduring legacy. I mean, these characters that are timeless. I mean, Spider-Man will always be Spider-Man. And he made this character that kids, young and old, can just relate to absolutely and um how how weird is it going to be to see the uh the appearances that he has in the upcoming movies the upcoming cameos well you know he obviously knew he wasn't going to be around forever right um so we knew he had been filming these appearances for a while um he i think it was something like eight appearances he had already filmed so yeah it is going to be weird and we had already and casey and i had already discussed you know once he passes, you know, those, that first appearance after he passes is going to be kind of surreal, um, seeing him on screen again. Even watching the movies again after, you know, now that he's passed, watching him again is going to be like, wow, he's gone. Yeah. Now, you know me, I'm a, I'm a regular customer, and uh, I'm very much a Marvel guy and always have been. Um, and you all, you're also very well aware from, uh, when I show up that my favorite character pretty much these days is Dr. Strange. Uh, if you had to choose 
a favorite Marvel character from the Stanley era, what do you think it would be? Who do you think it would be? Oh, my character, my favorite character is Daredevil. Daredevil. That's an interesting choice. I like that choice. But he kind of is. Uh, he's kind of the. I won't say the bat. My favorite character in, in general is Batman. So it's kind of. I won't say the Batman character in the Marvel universe, but he kind of resembles that character. Character. Characterizations, in my opinion. I've always kind of thought that if you blended Daredevil and Iron Man together, you got Batman. So, oh, see, they're very, very much so. I mean, you get the rich and the, the physical, very yeah. much so there. Yeah. The, the man on the streets getting the work done. Yep, exactly. That's yeah. a good pick. All right, Kelly, I really appreciate you giving me some time. Thank you so much. Hey, you have a good day. It's going to be a, kind of a surreal day for us. I mean, we weren't open yesterday. Right. So I know that there's going to be people on today, and tomorrow will be even more difficult with New Comic Book Day. Absolutely. Well, but what, are, what are, an amazing, I mean, Veterans Day, Stanley passing away. Yeah, it's it's amazing timing. And, of course, he was a veteran as well. Of course. That's, you know, it was just kind of kind of weird. I mean, just our world's kind of blending together. Our daughters and I were watching our daughter and, well, Christian and Casey and I were watching Dance with the Stars last night, and I mean, even Dance with the Stars acknowledged it. Wow! Which is kind of—I mean, it's just the world—the world blending together of everything. Everyone, everyone knows who Stanley is. Very true. So, all right. Well, I'll probably see you this weekend. And okay, um, we'll talk to you later. Take we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for giving right. me some time. Bye bye. Bye bye. Tuesday morning, I also had the chance to pop in to talk about Stanley and Marvel Comics on Froggy One Hundred Two Point Seven with Carl Stutzman and Zach Miller. The news you want, the stories you need. This is the Morning Splash with Carl Stetsman. Hey, good morning. 9.46 in the Froggy 1027 Studios. Good to have you on for a Tuesday morning edition of the Morning Splash. Uh, stay safe out there today. That's all I got for you. Snow's going to continue to fall for a little bit. Uh, things clear up tomorrow. Chance for more on Thursday. And then uh, we actually get some decent weather for a while. Hey, how about that? All right, so uh, in the studio with me, I've got a trio of guys, uh, including, and this is a nice role reversal, because the man who first put me on the air was uh, Tommy Lee, the Tommy Lee. Thousands of years ago. Thousands of years ago, uh, joins us in studio, because we're going to talk about Stan Lee. Uh, But first of all, a little off topic, did you guys see the commercials yet for the uh, chicken and waffles at KFC? No. Oh, no. Yeah, there was a really odd, confusing commercial um, (laughs) where they had, uh, I forget who it was, it was some no-name actor, basically who was playing the colonel and I had to look and make sure that it wasn't some weird actor that right, I, I'm right, supposed right. to know. You never know and, with the uh, colonels anymore. And, and it was it, it was the uh, the lift scene from Dirty Dancing only oh. it was with a gigantic anthropomorphic Mrs. Buttersworth. Oh, wow. So <laughs> if that isn't enough reason to immediately rush to a KFC and find yourself some uh, some delicious chicken and waffles, and I don't know what is. I'm intrigued and a little frightened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm intrigued, a little frightened, and something else that I don't want to mention on air. There you go. Hey, how about that? Okay, so uh, Tommy Lee's joining us. You are one of the board members over at the Holly Heroes, and yes. Um, yes, and we had a conversation with Alan Stewart early in the day. Mm. Earlier in the day, you founder, curator. What's his official title? Um... Self lackey, self lackey. He basically <laughs> makes him do. He makes himself do everything. Over well, that's there. okay. That's yeah, okay. Well, we had, a chat, we had a chat with him earlier, and he kind of walked us through the history of it. You're a big comic book guy. You've always been, and I know Stanley's one of the more influential figures in I, your life too. I am, and um, I've always been a Marvel guy as opposed to a DC guy. Mm-hmm. I like Batman. I like Superman. I like Wonder Woman. But to me, Marvel, make mine Marvel, was what they used to say back yep. in the seventies and eighties, and I usually did. I was a big X Men guy. 
Loved, uh, loved the Hulk, the Fantastic Four. The one I look forward to the most every month now, I still buy now, and is Doctor Strange, which is another yeah. one of uh. the creations from Stan's run. So. Yeah, it, it, it's it's amazing to me where we are as far as comic books go, mm-hmm. because the comic books are still out there, but kids who would otherwise never read them are being exposed to these because of these new big blockbuster movies that are out, and right. it's it's an industry that's growing again. And the thing about Stan, which is important to keep in mind, and it's one of the reasons I always was drawn more to the Marvel books than the other books, mm-hmm. was Stan Lee's, um, the way he presented his characters to the kids back in the 60s and 70s, like my dad, who was buying them in the 60s, yeah. was, it doesn't matter what about you is different, it doesn't matter what you feel inside there's a superhero who's wrestling with the same thing right here in one of these four-color books. And, uh, and I was reading about that this morning. That's one of the big things that Stan Lee really set himself apart with, yeah. you know, in the early comic book days. The X-Men was, made yeah. it okay to be different. Well, and it was it was, it was was the X-Men made it okay to be different, but, you know, back <laughs> in the 1960s, uh, when they were... All, all comic book heroes were just these flawless individuals that had no problems yeah. or no real-life issues. They'd show up, they'd save the day, and then they'd fly away, and everything was peachy keen. But mm-hmm. then he came up with the uh, Fantastic Four, right. and these were flawed human beings, which yeah. had never been heard of before. That was the beginning of the Silver Age. Yeah. Oh, wow. Zach, Learned a lot today. Zach Miller. Yeah, have, you, have you ever been to the Hall of Heroes? I have there? not, no. You, you really, I, know, I, I know you're a big Batman guy, yes. so we won't hold it against you today. No. <laughs> um, but hey, you, Stan loved Batman, too. Yeah, you really should. You really should find your way over there. There's some really cool stuff, and it walks you through, specifically on the, the, the bottom floor, there's like yeah. the whole walkthrough of the there's different ages. Ooh. Yeah. Including and, Adam West's personally, privately owned Batman costume from the oh. 60s. Yeah, that he wore to all okay. the events that he did. Yeah. Might yeah. need to. Take a picture next to that. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yes, you should. You absolutely should make it over there. So who is your favorite character? Like if you had to pick one. Uh, If I had to pick one, it'd be be difficult to actually nail it down to just one. I mean, Mm -hmm. there are so many. Um, Nowadays, it's it's Doctor Strange that I enjoy reading the most. Yep. And I loved the movie. Um, But when I was a kid, probably the Hulk. I was a Hulk guy. Because this was a guy who, you know, not like, not that I had inner rage or anything, but this was... <laughs> I was going to say, this, did you identify with him no, as you're sitting here wearing just, a giant green shirt? Th- this was a guy who who actually, yeah, as a matter of fact, th- this was a guy who, um, who was incapable of controlling, you know, a serious part of himself. Mm-hmm. And I loved the fact that, like you say, he was very flawed. Yep. And, you know, the duality of who he was and everything else. I just thought the character was fascinating. Yeah, it was really cool. Zach, do you have a favorite Marvel character? I would probably say Spider-Man. I grew up on Spider-Man. Um, Hard not to love him. Yeah. yeah. Well, Spider-Man, Spider-Man was Stan Lee's, like, favorite. I mean, that was his that was his big pushing point. I mean, that was the yeah. one. He, he claims he says Spider-Man is what made Marvel. Yeah. So. It's what he made his bones on. It's what the company made its bones on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I got really into X-Men um, in the early 90s as well. So watching both Spider-Man yeah. and and X-Men and I mean I love the cartoons and yeah. that classic we were just talking about you know nobody does the the drawings anymore the 2D drawings everybody's yeah. got to do the computer animated stuff but around the time of the cartoon being on the air in the early 90s um, was when I was buying the comic books oh nice all the time for the X-Men and they had two different titles they had X-Men and they had Uncanny X-Men yep. oh and the two stories just really balanced each other out well and by now Stan Lee was just the editor in chief and he had turned the creations over to other guys mm-hmm. and they were still putting out the same compelling stories that you were well, getting in the and 60s it's, it's really 
interesting. Cool. You think about when when Stanley started this, and and the and the people that he has pushing his comics out now, and the yeah. storylines they weren't even born, let alone thought of most of them yet. By the time he had already started making a name for Marvel, right, and turned everything around, it's it's really incredible. And in fact, when I was in junior high school, uh, I wrote a junior high school, early high school. We had to do a a paper where we followed like a stock. And so mm-hmm. I was big X-Men, loved X-Men. Oh, I remember you telling right? me this story and before. So, and so I followed the stock really closely. You could have bought, you could have purchased stock from Marvel for like, it was like 37 cents or yeah, 27 cents. Ridiculous. It was something horribly low. They were not doing well in the early 2000s. They were not doing well at all. Um, but at the time I was on the internet and I was I was kind of following some stuff and there were, there were talks that they were going to start making movies. And sure enough, not long before that, the first X-Men movie came out mm-hmm. and uh, the stock just jumped. And I and my paper was, if you could invest money in one stock, what would it be and why? And I wrote this big paper, uh, Mr. Dietz, does that sound right? Yeah, I think it was Mr. Dietz, probably, if he's listening. Maybe he remembers, yeah. I don't know, I doubt it. <laughs> um, but I wrote this big paper about it. I only got a B on it. So I, I suggested investing $10,000. And if you had invested $10,000 into the company at the time that I said to yep. between uh, the growth in the company stock, the buyout from Disney, yeah. and the equivalent that you would have received in Disney stock plus the growth of stock since then, you'd be in the multi-million dollars. Like, I think wow. it's like 10 or $12 million for oh. a $10,000 investment <laughs> back in 2004. And this is a company that before Spider-Man and the Fantastic Four was only really known for monster comics yeah oh really yeah like frankenstein and stuff like that yeah my, that's what they spent most of their time in the 50s doing because you had the comic code that came down and changed things mm-hmm. and um you, you had the monster stories you had like the romance comics and that was really about all they could pull off nice so wow. for those of you just jumping into the conversation tommy lee our news guy zach miller from zach miller light just taking a couple of minutes to chat stanley and comics for a second because we're not going to get an, we're not going right. to get an excuse to do this again anytime soon right he's yeah. a, he's a yeah. big loss but he's not really gone i've got yeah. i've got boxes and boxes full oh, of yeah. his stuff at home i mean and at 95 i'm gonna say this and everyone's gonna hate me but betty white's probably next <laughs> like, like, let's let's Check like, let's phones. be honest yeah so everyone be Carl's on the lookout for this one and i'm saying this because i killed michael jackson Yes, and, you did. And Tommy was there for I that. I was there. Uh, we were at a remote when I was a roadie. Yep. And uh, we were at the Martin's Supermarket on Jackson. Yeah, live broadcast. Li- long, uh, and, and Farrah Fawcett and Ed McMahon had just died. And mm-hmm. we're having the conversation. We're like, celebrity deaths always come in threes. And so I literally, as if I was summoning some sort of long forgotten deity, mm-hmm. I looked and I said, Radio Gods, who's going to be next? And not even a minute later, Heather Richards, who was the voice of Michiana's news channel at the at time, the time yeah. uh, comes on the radio and says, that Michael Jackson has just been rushed to the hospital and presumed dead. And I just glared what? at Carl like, dude. He looked at me. Yes, exactly. He said, dude, you just killed Michael Jackson. That's okay. Tommy killed everybody in 2016. So yeah, that's, that's true. true. Oh, yeah. yeah, I constantly still get uh, blamed for everybody that dies while I'm taking my midday nap. <laughs> it just kind of happens. Yeah. But Stan Lee will be long uh, missed, long forgotten. Or not long, not long forgotten, but long missed. Yeah. Um, I'm a, by the way, Wolverine, favorite character. I like just wanted, Ooh, yeah. wanted to throw that one out there, just because he's he's just so dark and deep and awesome. Yeah. Plus the metal claws. I mean, I'm even wearing I'm wearing a Wolverine shirt right now. Actually, he is actually. Yeah, and he's kind of like Hulk too. He's got that inner like anger yeah. that can come out, and I mean, just and, hope uh, you're not around his arms. The thing I was like most about Wolverine was he had no idea who he was. Yeah, mm-hmm. he had no idea of his own oh, origin so he, story. He, yeah, he was just kind of whatever. Yeah. Um, 
I, I got to give a shout out. My friend Charlie is just hitting me up like crazy. Uh, yes, okay, Deadpool's awesome. We all love the Deadpool movies. <laughs> we all we all know that Ryan Reynolds is doing a movie where he's going to be the voice of Pikachu, and all anyone's going to think about is is Deadpool. Is Deadpool the whole the time? Tra- the fact that he used the, the the Deadpool voice in the trailer is just great. makes me actually want to see a Pikachu detective movie. Yeah, a Pikachu detective movie. So yeah. that'll that'll be a fun one. Uh, Not it, really my demographic, but I'm going real quick of the movies they've made so far. Which ones? Are, which one's your favorite? Either the first Avengers or Iron Man 3. Okay. Iron uh, Man... Th- wait, hold on. Iron Man 3? Yeah. Okay. I like 3. All right. I like uh, Winter Soldier. Winter mm, Soldier. Personal favorite. Winter Soldier is a good one. My um, wife's least favorite, by the way. Okay. Least favorite, Civil War, because she hates that they were fighting each other. Oh, you got to uh, yeah. get over it. It's an important part of the plot. <laughs> I know. <laughs> if you, like if you don't have that, you don't have anything that builds into uh, the, the most recent one, where everyone just kind of mysteriously disappears. Which, by the way, Marvel... Mar- yeah, in 2018, <laughs> imagine that movie... Not that... Imagine that movie in, like, 2000. 2000 when there wasn't as much social media mm-hmm. and so we didn't know what actors were signed on to do what and we were all just sitting around waiting but we know <laughs> all of these people are signed up to do new movies so they've got to come back somehow right mm-hmm. yeah. I, it just it has to happen but i'm excited to see it happen my favorite movie mm-hmm. and i've already played two of the songs from the soundtrack will go out on one more and that would be the first guardians of the galaxy movie yes oh, i think nice. by fa- i think by far that's my favorite that movie it, it, had no reason being as good as it was no it was, i'm so glad it was it was it was absolutely amazing so come and get your love redbone we'll leave you off here nice. and uh, we will talk to you guys tomorrow morning take care in the morning splash That was from Froggy Tuesday morning. Earlier in the morning, Carl spoke with my friend Alan Stewart from the Hall of Heroes Superhero Museum in Elkhart, whom I'm hoping to catch up with soon to talk about Stan. Here's what he had to say to Carl. The big story uh, from yesterday was uh, the the tragic passing of uh, Stan Lee. All right, the founder, the creator, Marvel Comics, the man, the man. As far as comics are concerned, you've seen him in all the Marvel movies. Obviously, you've heard about him for a very long time. Uh, He's someone who inspired multiple generations of uh, artists, filmmakers, writers. I mean, you name it. He's been on all the fronts. And uh, one of those people that he inspired uh, very, very deeply happens to be here in Michiana. And uh, that would be Alan Stewart, who is the founder of the Hall of Heroes Museum, who's on the line with us now. Alan, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's, 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 a, it's a shock. But, you know, I, it's one of those things. I think everyone knew it was kind of coming. Yeah. Everyone that is, you know, known Stan has heard about, you know, the recent years he's had some health issues. Um, you know, his health has declined. He's slowed down ever since his wife had passed a few years ago. Um but still, a lot of people are going to mourn Stan. But what they really need to do is be happy for Stan. Yeah. You know, he's you know he's beyond the suffering. He's you know reunited with his wife. You know, he who we you know was with for many many years. Um, and unlike most people, you know, Stan has accomplished everything he ever wanted to do. I mean, he was he was pretty much done. You know, where a lot of folks, you know, you. You leave this earth with regrets and thinking, man, I wish I would have done this, wish I would have done that. 
Stan leaves a legacy that, that no one else probably ever has or ever will have. He accomplished more than than probably fifty other people in you his know, lifetime. You know, and the and the and, one and the one thing I see as I'm I, I've spent the day kind of reading up on his life story and kind of catching some of his background. Like like a lot of men and women who accomplish great things, there were so many opportunities for him to just back out and say, you know what, this isn't worth the struggle. I mean, back when he was, you know, first starting in comics, he wasn't happy with the way everything was. You know, mid mid eighties, the late nineties, you know, Marvel was running into some trouble. The company wasn't doing very good. I mean, he could have folded at any period of those at any time in there, but he didn't. And I mean, look at what Marvel is nowadays, and and look at what everyone associates with his work. Oh, absolutely, and just, you know, I mean, if you if you look on Facebook, you look online, every post, you know, every, almost every post is about Stanley, you know, it's really, I mean, it's, it's kind of reunited everyone together um, behind the loss of this great man, and for myself, I'm very, very fortunate that, that I actually got to, you know, know Stan on a personal level and, and and work with him, you know, and I've heard a lot of great stories from him from my very dear friend Alan Bellman who, you know, worked with Stan, you know, during the 40s and 50s in comic books. Um, and I checked on Alan yesterday, you know, because it was a great shock to him. They were the last two guys from timely early Marvel comics from the beginning that were there mm-hmm. um, and worked together for nearly 20 years. Yeah. And, um, you know, Alan's having a, you know, very rough time with it. And uh, um, because, I mean, he was he was the last person that he could talk to about, you know, their, their younger lives together. Yeah, I mean, and, and so for some background there, uh, you know, Alan Bellman, who uh, helped Stan Lee draw and write the original uh, the 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 original comic. I mean, it's it's what got him into the business, and that was uh, uh, that was Captain America. You know, World War. It, it was the World War Two propaganda material. That it, it's just it's so famous. Everyone knows it. I mean, if if you've seen the first uh, the the it's called the first Avenger, right? That's that's the first right. movie. If you've seen it, you've you've seen the beginning story and 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 where Captain America came from. I mean, that's the storyline that those two men created together. Well, they actually didn't create, yeah, they didn't create Captain America. Stan's first work was Captain America issue three, mm-hmm. um, and Alan's work was, uh, his first published work was Captain America issue 19. Yeah, no, but um, I, yeah, my point my point was is that Captain America represents, I mean, their first work together. I mean, they helped exactly, build. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they were, they, yeah, they yeah. were the oldest uh, living Captain America artists and writers yeah. uh, still around, and yep. that was their first work, absolutely. Yeah, and it's just, and the story is incredible. I mean, give me this is going to be a tall order for you so <laughs> give yeah. me give me as quick of a rundown as what you would say are probably the most influential characters of Stan Lee's career oh you know I would have to say number one would be Spider-Man okay yeah absolutely in fact you know Stan told me that himself uh, when he filmed you know he had a super fan show here filmed at our museum uh, in fact Stan is the one that put you know, our museum on the national map yeah uh, filming here you know we've had seven national TV shows here and that wouldn't have happened without Stan because he was the first one and when I met him in Chicago and that's the picture that you're seeing up online mm-hmm. of me and Stan and my son from about seven years ago and uh, when we worked together, you know, we had him sign uh, the first appearance of Spider-Man, and he had told me himself that Spider-Man was his greatest creation, mm. and that, that that's the one he was the most proud of. So I, 
I know that one firsthand. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, but I mean, it's it's Spider Man, it's the Fantastic Four, it's the X Men series, it's just so many different groups and so many different iconic figures that everyone knows. And it's weird to think that you and I, and and you can speak more to this than I can, but. I'm fortunate to have been part of a generation where this sort of stuff and this culture has been very widely accepted and everyone's a part of it. There's movies everywhere. The merchandise is on the shelf at every store, but that hasn't always been the case. And he is part of the reason why it's it's built into what it is. I'm from an older generation where, you know, when I was in school... You know, you, you, you got beat up for <laughs> comic books and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was, uh, you know, but I was, I was one of the, I was a rebel. <laughs> I didn't really care. You know, I would, yeah. I would take my beatings from bullies and, uh, but I never hid my comic books or my love of them. Yeah, no, absolutely not. And uh, go ahead, do me a favor, because I know you've got, and you know it a lot better than I do, you have a lot of original stuff, and I think the coolest part of your museum, for me personally, is where it walks through the ages of the comics and Marvel comics and all the really cool stuff you guys have over there. You've got some great original uh, pieces from back when, when comic we, books we, was we at its infancy. That's an amazing thing that we haven't announced yet. In fact, I was going to put it up on Facebook yesterday and I didn't after okay. I heard about Stan um, we actually picked up over the weekend at the Grand Rapids Con a very early book that Stan worked on one of his earliest works okay. um, it's uh, Young Allies number one it's got like Captain America sidekick Bucky it's got Human Torture sidekick Toro um, and it's issue number one from 1941 and wow. it's a huge acquisition that wow. we just got uh, this weekend at Grand Rapids Comic Con, and we hadn't posted it up yet. I was going to yesterday. I'm going to later this afternoon. We'll post up a picture of the book. Uh, the book is already in the display case. Um, we do have several Stanley pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have an exhibit in our Hollywood area. We actually have the action figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because Stan had actually given me personally as a thank you gift um, an action figure of himself. It's the first ever action figure of, of Stan that came out at San Diego Con several years ago. It was an exclusive, and uh, he gave me one and autographed it as a thank you for letting him film uh, here at our museum. Awesome, Alan. Well, we really appreciate you jumping on with us, real quick. Uh, give them, give them the details. Where can they find out? more information about the museum if ever there was an excuse to go out and just go enjoy some memorabilia um today would be a good day to do it just to kind of remember standing as long as yeah we'll be open noon to five today um we're going to be probably working on putting one of our cases together with some stanley memorabilia Mm -hmm. inside of it uh including we actually were just given by alan bellman uh two months ago he actually gave me some uh some cards and letters to him from Stan. So we actually mm. have some handwritten letters uh, and cards from Stanley. We're going to put those together today in a display case if people want to come out, you know, this next week for maybe like a memorial. Um, I know several of the guys on our board of directors were actually getting together this evening after hours just as a, a uh, to, to do a shot and post in Stan's honor at the museum. Awesome. Alan, we'll really appreciate it. It's uh, Alan Stewart, owner, operator, curator, founder, whatever. He's just the guy over at the uh, Hall of Heroes Superhero Museum. Uh, check him out on Facebook if you need to know where to find him. Get the number and everything there. Alan, appreciate you joining us. We'll talk to you soon. You bet. Thanks, Carl. All right, yeah, and uh, by the way, we are very fortunate in Elkhart County, where we are, uh, to have access to something like that, because uh, not everyone does, and if you haven't seen the Hall of Heroes Museum, uh, I genuinely mean it when I say it's really, really cool. Stan Lee, 1922 to 2018, rest in peace, you are a true hero.
This has been the Item Podcast, written and produced by me, Tommy Lee, which comes out whenever the hell it needs to or not, here at Audio Boom and wherever you just found it. Item does not follow a regular schedule, so of course, if you want to hear it, please subscribe to it. And remember, it does keep on being different things, so hopefully you're still finding it interesting, or at least somewhat mildly entertaining. And as usual, thanks for listening. The Item is part of the Optin On Demand family of podcasts. Excelsior. This has been Item with Tommy Lee. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.